How are you doing this morning? Are you good? You're blessed. Yes, we have been over the the past five Sundays or so, been talking about our theme for, for the year, which is New Dawn, which we launched about, yes, I think it was the 5th, 5th of February. That That was three weeks before Chiefs beat Pirates. I don't know if that is relevant to anything, but I'm putting it into context so that you remember. It's easy to remember if something was either so good or so traumatic. I don't know which scale you fall in, but I'm just a messenger. And it's important to, to just stress that, no, we are over. We are over that. We, that is done. We, we, we are done with that. It's important to stress that the theme of New Dawn is more than just a, a play on words. It's more than just a nice thing to say. It's more than just something that is nice on a t-shirt. It's something that we believe this season is about. It's something that we feel strongly more than anything that this is what going God is doing in this season that there is indeed a new dawn among us and it's important as individuals and as a church to recognize that new season that is upon us. We did kick off uh, that talk or that message with that familiar text in the book of Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 19 where God really stressed that do not remember the former things. Now consider things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Amen. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What is interesting to me is that the children of Israel did not go to God and say, God, do a new thing. Amen. They did not go to him and beg, God, do something new. God said, I will do something new. I will do something new. God, the emphasis here is one thing. God will do something new and it is his idea to do something new among us. But also, the second part of that equation is, he tells them, do not remember the former things. That was on them. There is a response. There was a responsibility on them, as well as us now today, to say, do not remember the former things. There has to be a change of mindset. There has to be a conscious change of mindset as we go into the season, lest we expect the same season that we just passed to be the same season as this one. Unless we expect God to do something the very same way that he's always done it. We actually have to consciously think about it. There has to be a change of mindset. Because we might just be expecting God, just do it like you did it for them. Do it like you did it for her. I want exactly, and God is not like that. And I'm glad that we are talking about this new dawn and we are deep into the year. We are in March now. 
and we are so far from January where we were talking about our resolutions and it's interesting that we are, at this stage you're actually able to just make fun of those resolutions. You knew good and well they were not realistic. New year, new me. And people who make, I don't know, do you know infomercials? Infomercials are those short little adverts where they sell this product, this fantastic product. This product will make your abs show up in 14 days or your money back guaranteed. Or this shake, you just have to drink this. You don't have to change anything and all your problems will go away. And what is interesting for me, I don't know if it's a, it's a psychological phenomenon. When people want to change something, you see, they will go buy either new exercise gear or new running shoes. And somehow it feels like you have done a lot by just changing what you're wearing. You are laughing because you know it is true. It feels like just by changing your workout gear, I have done 90%. I have, the other 10%, maybe do I have to do it? Maybe not, but I have done a lot. It actually feels like when you put them on, four kilograms already off, right? <laughs> like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, we are laughing together. We are laughing together. And it's as if there's something that those new clothes bring. Or that new exercise equipment. And I know I don't have to check this. Don't argue with me. 99.9% .9 of exercise equipment are in garages gathering dust because after two or three days what you will realize is the exercise equipment are new but is the old you. The exercise, the running shoes are new all right but is the same you. Is the same old you with a gym membership. <laughs> and people who sign up for gym membership, I'm not, though the gyms actually, they don't even care if you come or not. Well, for as long as you pay. Once you cancel, that's when they call you to come back. But you know, you always keep that gym membership just in case. You actually don't cancel it just in case. And if, look, if you have exercise equipment in your garage, if you're donating, I have a spot in my garage just in case you want to donate to somebody who needs it. <laughs> but you come to realize as, as these things happen, as these resolutions, even if it's a relationship, you realize you can walk into a new relationship, but it's the same old you. Okay, maybe that is too close. Let's move on. And you realize that for as long as 
change is external, it will be always the same old season. For, for as long as the change is external, for as long as the change is not something in you that is conscious to say, this will change internally, the seasons will always be same old season. Now this morning we will look into early parts of the book of Joshua. And, and I hope that we can learn something that will find helpful, not just for this year, but as we, as we journey in a Christian walk. Now, these passages are actually very positive passages. It's not negative where they fail to change their mindset. It's something that I thought this is worth learning. Because this period of change, when Joshua took over, I'm trying to imagine it couldn't possibly have been an easy season for Joshua as well as the people he was leading. Amen? Because imagine you have this guy who was Moses who did all these great things and here comes this guy. They needed to be a new mindset for Joshua as well as the people he was leading. Amen. Now let's start right on chapter 1. You can flip your Bibles over if you have your Bibles, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. I'm picturing myself having the, this conversation or hearing from God to say, God, we know Moses is dead. No one here is surprised, but God specifically say these words, Moses is dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. That season is over. That season, no matter how great it was, it has come to an end. Whether it was a job somewhere else, whether it was a business venture, that season is over. And sometimes we, we battle with these things because some of us could be very relieved that a season is over. But a good season can also come to an end. And if you are stuck in that good season, you will still expect God to repeat just what he did. You will still be holding on to a season that is over. Joshua, Moses is dead. And no matter how great, Moses was great. God did some amazing things through Moses. And they mourned him. Truth be told, they appreciated him more after he died. Just like we do as people. But he did some amazing things. But that season, that Moses season is over. And Joshua and his people needed to understand that. Now he says, Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. There is an assignment. Staying here is not an option. You need to go up. You need to get up and lead these people over the Jordan River. 
that is clear that no no matter they, they could be very comfortable and sometimes this side of the Jordan River even though maybe they know it's not ideal but it's familiar amen even though sometimes we know that you know this side of the river is not where God wants us to be it's familiar to us we are comfortable here we like it here but God said no arise and go there is a Jordan River to be crossed verse 10 then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying pass through the camp and command the people saying prepare provision for yourselves for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in and possess the land which the Lord your God is giving is giving you to possess the memo is out prepare yourself get ready to cross over it's not as it's not a matter of if right now it's a matter of three days they need to cross over they need to prepare themselves it's no longer about dilly darling where the spies are going to be sent but in three days just know this we are going to cross over chapter three this is a long read please follow so it was chapter three verse two so it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying and if you can underline this just underline it when you see the ark of the covenant of the lord your god the and the priests the levites bearing it then you shall set out from your place and go after it verse 14 so it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the jordan with the priest bearing the ark of the covenant before the people and as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the water which came down from the upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zeratan. So the water that went down into the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Amen. This, this is a lot and again as we always do in, encourage you to go read it for yourself but the instruction from God was very specific. Follow the Ark of the Covenant. Not Joshua. Not their leader. Follow the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant in those days was a representation of the presence of God. Amen. Follow the Ark of the Covenant. We are doing this 
they were crossing over not because it's something that they thought they thought through and was a good idea they had to follow god's instruction specifically and here the instruction is follow the presence of god follow the presence of god as he moves not just because that's what we choose to do in that season and the instruction and for them actually it might have been easier because the presence of god was actually a physical thing they could see the presence of god but for us the presence of god is not something specific or tangible the presence of god is not in a church amen the presence of god does not reside with the pastor the presence of god does not reside with the pastor or the man of god i know that for for some of us it's 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 they have the presence of god or he has the presence of god the presence of god resides within a believer who is saved and knows jesus that's that that needs to be understood the presence of when we come to church we are not coming to the presence of god we come with the presence of god we go with the presence of god because we are always carrying the presence of god but then that makes it actually more challenging for us because no one has to issue a memo to you that follow this thing as a presence of god you live out your life as a response to the presence of god that is within you amen your outward christian life is a demonstration of your relationship with god that you have already all your serving all your giving comes out of your discipleship with jesus which then means you do have a burden and a responsibility to work on your relationship with lord amen there's no amount of preaching from the pulpit that will impart the presence of god in you can i repeat that there is no amount of preaching or praying for that matter that will make you cult- cultivate your relationship with god you work out your salvation that relation that is why it is very critical that when we are talking about this new dawn it is not an injection that you will magically receive there is no magic that will happen it is you and your relationship with god your conviction from that relationship as you come in then that's when you're talking about a new dawn amen so now if i try to imagine if you were those guys who were carrying the covenant who were at the front and you have to take the first step the river is full and the banks are overflowing but god's specific instruction in this season is you take the step and i'm trying to picture 
God could have parted the, the river by himself. And somebody could actually, I don't know why nobody suggested it. The last time we crossed the Red Sea, Moses had to point, why are we having to step so that the river can part? But the instruction in this season from God was, you take the step. And he parts the waters. I don't know what that means to you, but as you work it out, in this season, the specific instruction was you need to take a step. Chapter 4. So now, as they had crossed over the Jordan, chapter 4, take for yourselves, this another instruction, take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm, you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Verse 19. Now the people came up from the Jordan. And on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped in Gilgal, on the eastern border of Jericho. And those twelve stones with which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. All the people, that all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty that you may fear the Lord. Why did God did it? He says, so that people may know that the hand of the Lord, it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. And this is the key point. We started with mindset, the presence of God. This third key point, the hand of the Lord. When, when your children ask you, tell them we did not have a plan. It is not, it is not that they came up with this brilliant plan to cross, to cross over. It was the hand of God. And we need to remember that sometimes it's, there is a temptation now that you have crossed over or you are at the mountain top. You forget that it's not that you had a 10-point plan or strategy. It, if it was not the hand of the Lord, if it was not the hand of the Lord that carried you into that season, past that season, we would not be here. Amen. If it was not the hand of the Lord that made a way, we would not have a way. It is not that we had a brilliant plan just, that just works out. You know what they say, virtue in distress and vice in triumph. It makes atheists of mankind. We, when we are going through tough time, we are very humble. Every prayer service. Amen. We are fasting. But after that season is over, 
But when they ask you, how did you make it? Tell them that it was the hand of the Lord. Tell them that it was not because I'm smart. Tell them that I had, because we know our own plans. I love the fact that we are wise and you're blessed with such wisdom. Beautiful people love the fact that you have connections, but the hand of the Lord. As a matter of fact, when you look back, everyone has a testimony of that time, of those seasons where the only thing that pulled you through was the hand of the Lord. And sometimes we need to be reminded because even when you read the book of Joshua, there were other people who actually saw what the children of Israel went through and they were convinced there is a God in heaven. Nobody preached to them. They just saw that these people have something in them. There is no way that they can do what they are doing just by their own wisdom. They know God and they became convinced that there is a God in heaven. Let our lives show that. If they ask you how did tell them it was the hand of the Lord. Recap. Recap. New mindset. So, what we are learning, we do not marry methods or how God always did it. And what is interesting when you read the book of Joshua is they fought so many battles in different ways. There were battles which they, need to, they needed to go out and engage in out and out combat. What is interesting is when they came over after they crossed over to the city of Jericho, there was a specific instruction. It wasn't fight first. It was circle the city. I don't know why, but that was the instruction. Now, they could have resisted, but we have an, they had an army. But the, the, the instruction in that particular season or in that particular situation was circle the city. And then after seven days, so it is interesting what is actually critical all the time is that as God is moving, God does not change. But seasons change. And different, different seasons, there are different instructions. That's why there has to be a renewing of our minds. And as in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2, it says, do not be conformed. Do not try to fit in. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. So that you may prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. Let's just look at again Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. God gives Joshua a very critical instruction. He says, this book of the law. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is, that is written in it. For then, 
you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. There has to be a conscious effort to pay attention to the word of God. Not every now and then. Because every now and then habits build up and we need to renew our minds. There has to be a conscious effort. Reading the word of God is not optional. Amen. Reading the word of God is how we renew our mind. That is how we line up, how we think with what, how God thinks. Amen. Number two, the presence of God. Now, with the presence of God, again, I, I'm not asking for us to be super spooky or super spiritual or those strange things where you say, I'm not moving until the presence of God tells me to go to work. They will fire you with your presence. They, they will dismiss you with your presence. It is not a strange thing. There is, there is this scripture, and I, and in the context of this scripture, actually is talking, to, uh, talking, talking about believers bearing one another, pardoning one another, putting on love. But listen to what Paul says in Colossians. And this I find extremely helpful. He says, let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule or act as an empire continually in your heart, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. Amen. You may be in a season, you may be going into a season, in a season where there are a lot of uncertainties. There are a lot of questions that you need to be answered. There's a lot of why, how. Can we settle it in our hearts that let the peace that God has given us act as a referee or an, as an empire? And I like this, this sporting word that he uses. As, as your VAR. You know VAR? That settles all matters in sports. That is a goal or that is not a goal. Let that, that ruler in your own heart practice that peace of God. Sometimes the challenge is we have come so accustomed to overruling the peace that God has given us. Amen. And that is a gift that God gave us to direct us. Let the peace of God act as an empire in your own hearts. Settling all matters. And there are a lot of matters that sometimes need to be settled. There are a lot of gray areas. There are a lot of questions sometimes. But it says let the peace of God act as an empire. Not your peace acting as my empire or my peace acting as your empire. No, let the peace that God has given you Act as your own empire. And we pray that in this season, as a church, as individuals, God will lead us by his presence. Let that peace be our empire. Number three, the hand of the Lord. And again, as, as I indicated, I love the fact that we plan. I love the fact that God has given us wisdom. But it is the hand of God that makes a way for us.
Amen. And the interesting thing that I focused on here is God made the promises. And it was God's responsibility to deliver on those promises. There is no way in any text where we find God changing his mind about the promises he makes. Amen. God made the promise and he, he says in chapter 1 verse 5, he's speaking to Joshua, he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I, will, I have not changed my mind. Yes, Moses is dead. Yes, that season has passed. But my faithfulness still remains. God's faithfulness as he was with Moses. So he will be with you. So when you look back and you look at God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness never wavers. And he was not talking to the most faithful people here. If you read previous chapters, they were wavering. They changed their minds. They drove Moses crazy. Moses went up for 40 days and when he came back, they had already crowned another God. To those people who were not very faithful, I will not leave you nor forsake you. It's not so much that we have been very faithful to God, truth be told. Amen? We waver. We come and go. We change our minds. We have seasons within seasons. But God knows no season. God says, I will not leave you. As I was with Moses, surely as I was, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And as we close, the worship team can come up. With that familiar text that we, we read weeks ago. In Isaiah 43. It says, but now. Thus says the Lord. Who created you, O Jacob? And he who formed you, O Israel? Fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Again, as you read this, God is making a commitment that he is trustworthy. God is making a commitment that the challenges that are coming, and yes, they are coming, in this season that we are going into, or in this season that we are in already, the challenges are coming. But the hand of the Lord, it is the hand of the Lord that we look up to, to say, you were faithful to bring us to this season. Lord, we are faithful that you will carry us through this season. Just as you've shown your faithfulness to Moses, your faithfulness to Joshua, 
we are leaning on that same faithfulness that you never change and you will never leave us or forsake us. Let us pray. And I don't know for certain we, we know that we are all going through different seasons but your seasons, your season might be different from mine for sure. And we are only looking up to God that God show up in this season. We want you to show up in this season that we are in. We want your presence to lead us. We thank you so much, Lord, that your word is true. Your word speaks to us, convicts us, Lord. And we pray that you would use your word to direct us, to lead us. Thank you, Lord, that by your spirit in this season you will be seen, Lord. And we'll have testimonies of your hand, Lord, that, that will lead us and guide us in various avenues, in our families, in our workplace, in our health, those who are looking up to you for one thing or the other, Lord, pray that your faithfulness will be seen. And if you are here, you, you don't know God, you, you're hearing all of this about the presence of God, we would like to pray with you. And if you, you would like to, you can stay behind after the service, people will pray with you, but we would like to commit you into God's hands that let, don't let this season pass you over. If God is reaching out to you and you know he's calling you out by your name, we are committing you in his hands this morning. Say, God, convict and correct, Lord. We pray for changes in people's lives that are genuine, that are anchored in Jesus. Do a work in our hearts, Lord. We praise you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.